to Around the Rink. I'm Jerry Oster. Uh, Chewy, he's not here. He is uh, on vacay. So, Chewy, wherever you are, uh, we miss you, buddy. Uh, on today's podcast, we have Max Martin coming up in a couple of minutes. We talked to Max about uh, his WHL career, uh, playing the Memorial Cup, as well as his, uh, you know, his pro career that's getting ready to start. But to the left of me. This guy really doesn't need any introduction. He's already been on the podcast. This is numero trois. And for the English people out there, that's three times he's been on this podcast. Put your hands together for the second, but not inferior, Jarvi brother. Aiden Jarvis, how are we today? I'm I'm doing great, Jerry. Thanks for that intro. I'm uh, I don't know how I'm going to uh, back that one up. You set me up pretty high there, so hopefully uh, I don't let you down. And uh, you or Chewy? You've never let me down in the past, have you? I can't. I don't think so. Don't think so? No. I don't think so. You and never dropped the ball. Start. Nope. And we're not going to start tonight. No. Um, well, let's get right to it. A lot of people say, hey, Jared, stop jibber-jabbering at the start and let's get to some hockey talk. So let's do it. We just finished the qualifying round. Uh, first off, did you see any of the games? Any games stand out to you? And what did you think in general of the qualifying round? Uh, I saw a, a number of games. I think the series that I was most interested in, other than the Jets one, um, was the Oilers-Blackhawks. That one was kind of back and forth. Uh, I think the first game in the first period, five goals were scored so I tried to catch uh, catch every one of those ones and then uh, obviously the Columbus and, and Toronto uh, series as well that was a pretty big matchup um, leading into it yeah that was good I mean I watched um, I watched pretty much every series but the the Florida Panthers series <laughs> I don't know not my cup of tea not a but Florida fan? no no you'd no. be the only one yeah exactly I mean I don't know I, I liked Luongo Love you know, yeah. That he's not there anymore. I like Barkov too, though. Love Barkov. Yeah, yeah. So uh, my series uh, that I like the most, funny enough, and I can't even believe I'm saying this because I'm not a big Eastern, you know, Eastern Conference fan, is that Pittsburgh Montreal series was pretty good. Um, I really enjoyed seeing Pittsburgh lose. Yeah. Big fan of underdogs. Uh, I like oh. to cheer for the underdog. So obviously with the Edmonton uh, Chicago. Yeah. Even though I predicted it, you know, three weeks three weeks ago. <laughs> um, Chicago was the underdog in that series, so I was I was rooting for them. The only problem I had, or the only thing I was having getting a little bit nervous about, was all these really really good teams going out and then being in the lottery for yeah. the number one draft pick. For so. Sure. Let's break that down now. Um, what did you think? I know there was some hidden controversy. Uh, I don't know. I don't believe any of that stuff, but I yeah. kind of do a little bit. Um, what did you think about the the New York Rangers getting the first overall pick? Yeah, so we were on the ice, so we didn't get to see it live. But after we got off, first thing I looked up was to see who got number one overall. And I saw the Rangers got it, which, you know, I'm not too upset about. I was hoping that, uh, like, Toronto... Or, or Pittsburgh wouldn't get him because I think uh, they might not have deserved him if deserving is the right word. Mm-hmm. Um, but so the Rangers, I could see. I was kind of hoping Florida maybe um, just to give them a couple more fans. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Rangers, not a bat, like a great spot to be. Big oh, apple. yeah. So he can't be too upset about that. But yeah. 
Did you hear about any of the controversy? I heard a little bit. I heard that uh, they thought the the Rangers ball was weighted. Yeah. I thought uh, you know it did go down a little heavy when he dropped it, but um, I don't really believe it too much. I thought the ball looked a little weighted, like Doug. <laughs> oh my! God. Doug, wait, everyone, for that joke that bombed. Um, yeah, I know. I thought it. <laughs> uh, let's be honest. I thought the ball looked a little weighted. <laughs> I went down the tube way too fast, yeah. way too fast. Yeah. Uh, but even so, like you said, I'm happy that the Rangers won it and it wasn't. Let me tell you, if Edmonton had won that lottery, I don't know. I don't even know yeah. if I can watch anymore yeah. because the fix would have been in. And I just, it made me almost, I was so nervous. I didn't even really want to hear who won it at first because, like I said, if Edmonton had got uh, McDavid, uh, Dreisaitl, and now Lafreniere, well, it would be... Yeah, (laughs) but we've been saying that every year for the last (laughs) six years for the Oilers, so they just can't figure it out in Edmonton right now. So hopefully, uh, you know, maybe draft a D-man. Maybe. Maybe that's an idea. Yeah, that wouldn't hurt. Or a number one, like... Bonafide number one goaltender. Yep. Right. Who's their Who's their guy that wears uh, the player number nineteen? Uh, Koskinen. Koskinen. Yeah. Like him. Yeah. Isn't he old? No, I think he's young. He's young. Yeah. I don't. I don't want to say young, young, but I want to say like twenty six somewhere in there. Again, this is not a factual, factual. podcast. I just threw that number out because twenty six was my junior number. Okay. Well, hold on. Hey Siri, what's his name? Miko Koskinen. How old is Miko Koskinen? Okay, hold on. Uh, never mind. We'll just figure that out another day. I'm pretty sure. Miko, if you're listening, yeah, let us know your age. Send me a text. Uh, anyways, let's get to the interview. We got uh, Max Martin coming up. Super excited to have him on. We've been trying to get him on for a while, so let's get right to it. The defenseman dumps it in, and he's the first to it. Huge hit. Martin collides heavily. Today's guest had an illustrious five-year career, which saw him suit up for the Prince George Cougars, the Prince Albert Raiders, and last year with the Kamloops Blazers. Please welcome to the podcast, Mr. Max Martin. How are you, Max? I'm good. How are you? I'm really good. Feeling uh, feeling alive after a couple of sessions, and I'm excited to do this podcast. You're one of the guys we've been trying to get from the start. Well, I was wondering why we couldn't get him, but now I realize, I know we're going to touch on this a little bit later, but I didn't realize you were such a clothing model. Like, maybe that's why we couldn't get you. It's tough sometimes. (laughs) He's got other things going on. Okay, Max, so let's start. It's March. Hockey shuts down. Where were you? And uh, what were you doing? Uh, We had just played in Spokane. We lost that game and came back and we were having a day off, supposed to go to the rink the next day and they texted us to not come in. And that's when the NBA got canceled and everything. So the writing was kind of on the wall for us. Um, But then it turned out that my last shift in the Western league, I was getting scored on by a goalie. So that was a nice cherry on top. Okay. You need to expand on that story a little bit here. That's too good of a story not to ask the details about that. How did that all occur? I think we were down by a goal. Hold our goalie. Honestly, I've tried to forget about it, so I don't couldn't really tell you the whole story, but probably a dumb forward turned the puck over. Goalie got the puck and fired it over my head, and that was all she wrote. It's always those dumb forwards' faults, eh? Always. You must be hanging out with Andy Zeleniak too long. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, in 2018-19, uh, you won the WHL championship with the Prince Albert Raiders. 
Um, I'm sure you had a lot of great memories through that run. I want you to let us know a little bit about that year and how special it was. It was good. My career in PA, we were kind of, we started at the bottom. To be completely honest with you, when I got traded there, we were the worst team in CHL. Um, so then fast forward three years to be the favorite going into the year was was pretty special. And we we didn't really overhaul our team that much. We didn't bring in that many guys. It was just kind of a, a build, build from the bottom type thing over the last couple of years that we did. And, and I think going into that year, we just knew what the, what we had and, and what we were capable of. And it was, it was pretty special to see um, how we went into things every day and how our coach treated us like men and and it was it wasn't a matter of are we going to win these games it was what are these guys how much are we going to win these games by at a certain point in the season so that was pretty fun to be a part of playing in the western arc and coaching myself i know that the city of pa and and the pa raider the tradition that's in that city of hockey it goes back many many years uh, what was it like bringing that cup back and just, you know, seeing how excited the people were for you guys? It was unbelievable. Even, I think it might have been round one when we were going on the road. Uh, we got on the bus and we were heading out of town and the side of the highway was just lined with cars, people with their cowbells and, and everything cheering us on as we left. And, and as the playoffs went on, that grew and grew. And, and eventually we we got to a point where there was so many people that they had them just lined up along uh, the road, leaving the the rink, and we would, in our tracksuits, walk out, and the bus would meet us on the road, and everyone was giving us high fives, and, and it was pretty surreal, honestly. It's I've never seen a town get behind a team that much, and and then to win in Game Seven at home, it, it made it made it that much better. Max, any in-game moments stand out for you along that run, like something that kind of. You think back to that year and you go, okay, this was a turning point or maybe even a moment for you that really stands out? No, but I'm going to go back to the year before in playoffs. We we weren't supposed to get into the playoffs. Uh, we didn't didn't have a very good year. And then at the end of the year, we we had to win, I think, I think we had to win nine of our last ten or something like that, nine of our last 11 to get in. And we won nine in a row and got into that eighth seed or whatever it was to play Moose Jaw first round. And they had won the Scotty Monroe, which is the regular season trophy. So we were, everyone thought we were just going to get swept, go home, whatever. Um, and we took them to seven games, to be completely honest with you. You ask anyone in that series, we should have won that series. So I think that was kind of the the moment for all of us because we returned most of that team the next year with a couple new guys, obviously. Uh, so I think just going into that year, we knew what we could do and, and it was just a matter of doing it. What was it like, you know, going back for the season? Like, was there a point in the season when, you know, you talked about it was like the games you guys felt was what you didn't, you know, you guys knew you were going to win, but you just didn't know by how many. But was there a road trip? Was there a, like a, a speech from your coach or, you know, something that happened in a game where you guys knew it was kind of the turning point? No, we started the season pretty strong. We won our first seven games and then we lost one in Red Deer. And then after that, we we won, I think, 23 in a row or 24 in a row and we entered the Christmas break. I think it was 32-1 and one or 32-2 and two or something. So I think that was – no one even had to say anything. I think we just knew right then and there that no one could stop us if we played our best. Um I think when you win that many games in, in 
a good league like the Western League, it's it's pretty obvious to for anyone to notice who who's the best team. And I think we realized that pretty early without even having to address it. Okay, so after you won the uh, WHL championship, you guys went to the Memorial Cup. What was that like, you know, playing in such a prestigious tournament and playing against the uh, top major junior players uh, across Canada? It was cool. It was really cool for us. Being, being stuck in PA for four years, a lot of us weren't really used to all the the media and the bright lights and whatever. But uh, I think coming in there, we, we were confident in our abilities. Obviously, it didn't work out the way we wanted to. Um, but yeah, seeing a lot of those first-round draft picks and, and the big names within the junior, junior ranks was really cool. And then all the Sportsnet cameras, it was, it was a surreal experience, and I'll never forget it. Okay, so this is the, this is the big question for me. Let's, uh, let's run through the big hit. Okay. I watched that a bunch of times on Sportsnet, TSN, basically any sports station was showing it. Uh, my first question is, what were you doing on the forecheck as a defenseman? Uh, were you trying to be a dumb forward? And uh, just run us through the whole play because that was a pretty big hit you through. No, I wasn't trying to be a dumb forward. I just knew the dumb forwards wouldn't go get the pucks. So I, <laughs> I, I was on the power play, actually, and I uh, came up the ice, had nothing, so I dumped it in and went after it. And guy was coming on me, so we made contact. And honestly, didn't even think much of it. He landed on my head and broke my helmet, so I went straight off the ice and whatever, moved on with the game. And then from there, I didn't, no one even realized it was that big of a deal until I was walking back to the hotel after, like no one in the dressing room said anything or went and saw my parents after and they didn't say anything. And then we didn't have Wi-Fi or anything in the, in the ring. So I didn't get any notifications. And as soon as I step outside, my phone blew up and I was like, what the hell is going on here? <laughs> Look at it. Barstool's posting it. Spitting Chicklets is posting it. It's everywhere. And I'm like, okay, what? Is going on here <laughs> and then went and look at it and yeah I guess I guess everyone thought it was pretty cool and it turned out to uh I actually got tagged in it last week so it's still pretty popular well that's when I knew uh, when I saw that hit I was like we got to get this guy on my on our future podcast okay when we get a podcast up and running we're getting this guy on because that was humongous so that was awesome when did, uh, like, which uh, skills coach here in the player development department, like, taught you to hit like that and, you know, get on the forecheck? Was, was, was that, like, Andy Zeliniak, John Kara, Jared Oster, you know, Sean Pettinger? Which one was it? Might have been Jerry. Just a little comment at the end of his skate. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, the only reason it would be me is because all I did was dump and chase. That's all I could really Jerry, do. Jerry teaches more of the grit, so. That's right. Grit package. <laughs> so this year, Max, you signed with the Texas Stars in the AHL. Uh, first off, congratulations from the podcast. Thank you. Yeah, congratulations. I, I don't think we, we – did we get an invite to the signing party? I don't think no, so. No, no. Uh, got lost in the mail. There was no signing party. No, even though me and Max lived on the same street for a whole two years when he was just a little baby. Uh-huh. Maybe that's where I taught him that hit when I was playing road hockey in the streets. Probably. First off, congratulations. Uh, Any word on when you guys are going back and and things starting up for you guys? So the American League announced last week regular season would start December 4th. So I'm assuming early November, go out there for camp and and do all the normal normal stuff uh, that you would do for a camp. It's just three months later. 
in your situation, you know, being a graduated 20-year-old in the Western League, there's always that decision that, uh, you know, that a lot of 20-year-olds have to make, whether to go to school, uh, you know, start their, you know, education, go play in youth sport or different schools like that, the opportunities, or turn pro. What did you take a lot of time to make that decision, or was it something that you've always wanted to do, or can you kind of give some advice to some people that might be in that situation in the future? Yeah, well, I, I think obviously it's always something you want to do growing up being a hockey player. You always want to play pro. But to be honest with you, going into this year, I didn't really expect it. I uh, I hadn't really I hadn't gotten a camp invite just till last summer. I switched agencies and he did it a lot for me and, and got me to Boston's camp last summer. And I think it was there that I realized that, hey, I'm I'm good enough to to play at this level. And so then I think going into my final year, my 20-year-old year, I, I had an expectation that I wanted to have the best year possible to give me that opportunity to go pro. And then obviously when everything got shut down, it wasn't the way I wanted to, to end. Working with my agent really early when I got home and, and he was able to get a couple offers for me and, and we talked it over with my family and him and, and we decided Texas was a good fit for me. So I'm really excited to, to, to get down there in a couple months. Uh, who's your new agent and what agency? We like to give out free plugs on the podcast. Uh, his name's Ross Gurney. He's, his company is RWG. He's out of Vancouver. Thanks. Max, you know, you've trained uh, with the ring for some time now. Uh, what are some things that you've worked on over the last couple of years that have that helped you and maybe some advice that you could give younger players in your situation, making the jump into junior of things that they need to work on? The focus on skating here at the rink has really helped me. I was a pretty good skater when I first started training at the rink, but a lot of the, the mechanics of, of what we work on, and, and I say last couple of years, we've, I've been in the power skating early summer, and I think that's really helped me on how I'm, like the breaking down the video of how I'm skating and whatever, be more efficient, and, and a lot of that stuff I think has really helped me be a better hockey player. And, and I think for younger kids training here at the rink, I think just listen and, and do your – do your best every day because everything that's run here at the rink is is for a purpose and I think it goes a long way. That's one thing I've noticed being on the ice with you Max is uh, you know you're a pretty serious guy when you're doing your drills but you also you know you're you have fun when you come on the ice and I think that's something um, you know when I talk to younger guys it's like yeah you're playing a high level hockey and and things get serious really quick but don't forget that you're like living the dream and having fun along the way. Yeah, you got to have fun every day because I'll tell you firsthand, there's days that really suck when you're in junior in the winter. So if you're coming in the summer and, and not having fun, then then you, I think you got to think about it because summer's the best time when you're just training with your buddies and, and it's loose and there's no expectations really. Uh, you, you're not going out on the weekend and trying to win a game, so... I think in the summer, it's it's all about having fun, but getting getting everything out of the sessions that you can. That must have been a nice little change for you from going to minus 40 in PA, riding the bus to Saskatoon, Swift Current, all those uh, bus trips, and then going to Kamloops where there's probably no snow on the ground all year round. Yeah, it was it was quite the change. I got uh, I got traded in October, so it was kind of just the start of of winter, and then I went to Kamloops, and it was basically spring weather i lived on a golf course no snow didn't have to worry about nothing like that so yeah it was it was nice for my final year so i'm not sure if everyone knows this but uh, max is not just a hockey player okay 
He's a he's an inspiring male model. Okay, so kind of we like to call him around the office the young Derek Zoolander. Um, is it hard, you know, juggling your hockey career and this whole male modeling thing? Yeah, I'm gonna be honest with you, it is quite hard. Didn't know what to expect for my first modeling gig, but I've had a lot of a uh, lot of interest now. People come up to me all the time and say you should be a model or you look just like a model or maybe you should try to be a man who models and i always have to laugh because i'm so good looking of course i'm a model i guess my uh, best note is is that an aspect of your uh, your agent's uh, firm there's like modeling the clothing area where maybe you can get on to uh you know, some spots down there in Dallas, maybe get into some cowboy wear, Western wear, you know, maybe you can model some cowboy boots or have some sponsorship maybe on your jersey. Yeah, I don't know if cowboy boots are my look. I'll maybe <laughs> have to go try it out on my own before I pursue that gig. I'm more of a hoodie guy. Well, if anybody, you know, listening to the podcast wants to check out Max as a model, I'll send you to uh, the rink shop online. You can find that uh, on the rink website. Um, you can see Max in his glory here. You can see he's got his hair slicked back, like really nice slick back look. It kind of looks like uh, he could have been in the movie. What's that movie with all the, the slick back hair? I don't know. Neither do I. <laughs> I think they turned it so well because you were giving me tips before. That's right. I showed him blue steel and I showed him that if you, if you clench your jaw, I should have been a model. I just pa- I missed my calling and I, they don't like bald people as models. I've heard. Anyways. Reservoir Dogs? Is that the one you're thinking about? I was thinking of uh, Boiler Room or something. Um, But anyways, back to the tip I gave Max was you clench your jaw when you take a picture, and it does amazing things for your bone structure. So you're welcome, Max. You can use that in your career. Uh, Where did you hear that? Oh, man. The Austers are a long line of good-looking individuals, right? So my cousins, my older cousins were like, telling me when I was younger, man, you want to get the girls, when you smile, clench your jaw, they're going to think that you, you know, work out and stuff. I never worked out a day in my life. Did that tip come from your cousin Hayden Oster? Yeah. I think I passed it on to him (laughs) (laughs) because he's younger than me. So every Oster, you know, we kind of sprinkle it down to the next ones coming up and through. So let's uh, finish with a segment here. Unless you have any more questions. No, I'm good. I'm looking forward to these segments. I have no idea what these segments are, Max. He just kind of pulls them like blindly to me when we get on these podcasts. So I know nothing about these. Just so you're aware of it. Okay. So this segment, finish the next line of the song. I've got some doozies here. There might be some that are hard. There might be some right up in your, you know, your wheelhouse here. Uh, We're going to start with a real simple one. Because you've probably heard this song at some point in your, you know, championship careers. We are the champions, my friends, and we'll keep fighting till the blank end. Okay, good job, Max. Way to go! Woo-hoo. That was easy. Just keep them there. Keep them there. All right, uh, this one's a little tough. Rising up, back on the streets. Took my time. Took my blank chances. There we go. Nice work. We're gonna challenge you a little more. I might screw up this because I've tried it five times today and I've screwed up every time. Bill Barilko disappeared that summer. He was on a fishing trip. The last goal he ever scored won the blank, the cup. I have never heard those words in my life. 
The Leafs. The Leafs, the cup. That's tragically hip. Okay, well, I'm not a Leafs fan. Well, neither am I. Uh, but I'll show you that song uh, maybe after the podcast. You've heard the song. That was a little bit long of a line. People get confused. Uh, this one's, this one, this guy's a rapper, eh? This guy likes rap just like me, okay? These, I'm going to pronounce it exactly how these are written, by the way, okay? Go, 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 shoddy. It's your birthday. We going to party like it's your birthday. All right, there we go. That was an easy one. Um, okay, I heard this from one of your buddies told me, yeah, I got to add this one in because you love this artist. That's when the taxi man turned on the radio and the Jay-Z song was on. The Jay-Z song was on. So put your blank up. Put your hands up. Oh, Miley Cyrus fan, huh? <laughs> me too. I like Miley Cyrus. I like how she sings in kind of a lower octave. That's my that's my what is opinion on it. Old Miley or new Miley? I you know what? Here's the thing. New old Miley, I think we can talk about sexuality on the podcast. She kind of used her sex appeal a little bit, right? New Miley, she's gonna be around for a long time, I tell you. She's got one of those voices that she's gonna move right into like her. 20s, 30s, 40s. I think she's going to be a huge artist because her voice is like none other. Yeah, I'm. I'm an old Miley fan. Of course you are. You're young. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was fun, Max, wasn't it? Perfect. Right. Okay. Well, uh, thanks for coming on, Max. It's been a pleasure having you on. We're going to uh, wish you all the luck in Texas when you go down there and uh, be rooting for you. And we'll be. We'll be kind of watching for your modeling career as well, seeing if you are showing up in any catalogs for, uh, you know, Western hats or buckles or boots or anything like that. So best of luck. Thanks for having me. I think I might just be a one and done, one and done on my modeling career, but uh, we'll see what happens. Not if I have any, any say in it. Uh, I'm going to be your agent for your modeling career. I'm going to be calling you up in Texas. I'm going to be Max. I got a gig for you. The rink needs you again. You yeah, better pay well then. Thanks, Max. Uh, good luck with everything down in Texas and uh, have a good rest of the summer. Thank you. You too. Max Martin laying the big blow, but he took it quite hard as well. I think probably as Getson fell that down. That was an awesome interview. Uh, always nice to have guys around the facility come on and you get to learn a little bit more about their road and their path. What did you think of the interview with Max? Yeah, I thought it was awesome. I, I was really interested to see about that, the big bone crushing hit that he laid in uh, in uh, in the Mem Cup. So it was good to see or hear kind of that story. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's a great guy. He's, he's awesome when he's around the facility. And uh, it was awesome to get to talk to him. Have you, uh, have you seen any of his modeling? I've just seen a little bit from here around the rink, but um, I, I'm excited to see the future he has in it. I just found out today that I thought that he had only done one uh, like modeling job. Yeah. Turns out he's done another one. Multiple. So if you want to see him in action, because there's some action shots of him, check out Testify's website. Oh. And let me tell you, there's some nice black and whites of him on a treadmill uh, looking like... He makes running look easy. Makes it look easy. I make it and look good. like... I make it look like... I don't know, like I've never done an athletic thing in my life. Um, but yeah, no, it was awesome. And the thing about Max that I love is 
is just his, you know, his approach to, to hockey and his approach to like everyday life. You know, he's a hard worker. He gets he gets here. He works hard. He he gets his stuff done, and he has fun along the way. And it, you know, it's nice when you. Like we've got to know the whole family. Uh, his brother Dawson Martin has trained with us, has worked with us as well. Um, anybody out there looking to get inked up? Uh, Dawson, his younger brother, oh, younger, older. older brother. I always get this confused. Yep. Yeah, Dawson's the older, older brother. Right, okay. Sorry, Dawson. Uh, <laughs> uh, but no, if you want some good ink done by Dawson Martin, he's, um, he's a great tattoo artist starting out, so I always like to give a little bit of a plug. Uh, if you want to get any ink done by Dawson, throw me a line. I'll hook you up. Might even get you a little promo code in there so you can get a little bit of a cheaper. His prices are unreal. <laughs> unreal. Uh, anyways, uh, what do you got planned for the rest of the week? Not a whole lot. I'm uh, I'm hoping to get out to Lake if the weather's nice this weekend and uh, enjoy some sun out there. But other than that, nothing nothing too crazy. How about well, yourself? Hold up. When okay. you go out to the lake, yeah. like what type of lake guy are you? Because I'm not a beach guy. I'm not a swimmer. Yeah. I think that has a little bit to do with my mother. She didn't want want me to drown. <laughs> so I like, wasn't even allowed to go in the bathtub by myself. Yeah. Like it was ridiculous. Um, <laughs> but what type of... What type of uh, uh, lake guy are you? I'm uh, I'm the kind of guy who who if we don't do anything, yeah. if we sit around and do absolutely nothing, yeah. I am completely fine with that. There's people out there that always need to be doing something. That's yep. not me. So whether it's laying on the dock, okay. I'll go swimming. Okay. Um, the week or a couple weekends ago when I went out there, first time ever wakeboarding. So How'd I was that able go to, for you? Got up first time, fell right away. Got up second time and stayed up and went outside the wake. So I, oh, I didn't wow. realize I could control it, um, but it was able to get up. So I was pretty pumped about that. Um, but yeah, if I if if I don't do a single thing out there, it was a good weekend. Uh, do we just become best friends? We might. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I'm the same way. I, I mean, I like to just chill out. 100%. You know, like I, I like to play the guitar. I like yep. to bring it out and just sit there and play some tunes, you know, Absolutely. have a couple beverages, uh, maybe stoke the fire a little bit, you know, fun <laughs> things like that. But uh, yeah, for me, uh, same thing. I'm actually going to be taking a couple vacay days uh, nice. right away here. Um, so I'm kind of excited to get out of the city, get out to Gimli again and and walk around so it should be a pretty good weekend sounds awesome yeah well thanks for coming on again jars we really appreciate it. this guy he's uh he's one of the best in the biz uh we love having him out so again thanks for coming coming on and uh helping out when shoes on vacay thanks for thanks for keep having me here and caden it's like my good friend johnny care once said if you receive this email lmk <laughs> LMK. For those who don't know, let me know. All right. Have a great weekend. You know what I mean? And I do my little turn on the catwalk. Yeah, on the catwalk. On the catwalk. Yeah.